The untidy little man peered out from the bookshop's window display, squinting to sharpen his vision. He was watching the doors of the huge grey building that housed the BBC World Service offices and studios. Those doors were in constant use, drawing in and disgorging a ceaseless stream of visitors and staff. The mark was still inside, but Cedric Twig was patient as always comfortable in his assumed role of book-browser in the Kingsway W. H. Smith, pretending to be interested in the lofty novel he held in his hands. He had idled here for the last twenty minutes, having arrived half an hour earlier, picking up a hardback here and there to peruse its contents, replacing each volume, then choosing another. The phony shelf-cruising had led him from the back of the store to the large plate-glass windows overlooking the busy street beyond, and from where he chose a final volume entitled Flat Earth News, which he opened and brought up close to his face as if absorbed. But every few minutes he would gaze distractedly through the windows as if considering the text, while in truth he was contemplating the impressive edifice of the Aldwych building at the end of the broad and bustling Kingsway. There was another entrance-exit in the discreet courtyard at the back of Bush House, but he had an associate covering that. A call to Twig Samsung would inform him if their mark had left the building that way. His pretended attention returned to the book again, and he turned a page, appearing to be engrossed in its warnings about the world's news media. Twig was a fastidious individual, who had once enjoyed the subterfuge involved in surveillance and tracking, learning the mark's habits and regularly visited haunts. But these days he found the chase less agreeable, the long stakeouts tedious, the satisfaction coming only with the final dispatch. Small in stature and unremarkable in appearance, he could reasonably have been taken for a poorly paid accounts clerk on his lunch break, which suited his role perfectly. Although Twig appeared commonplace, his unblinking grey-eyed stare could be quite unsettling if directed your way and although his shoulders were narrow, they were strong and capable of exerting great force through his deceptively dainty hands. With a pot-belly recently beginning to swell over his belt-buckle, the assumed image was complete. Now the mobile phone in his trouser-pocket vibrated against his upper thigh, its ringtone switched off. He reached for it. The tiny screen showed the caller's codename, Kincaid, and Twig thumbed the accept key. Mark, leaving the building now, the thin, excitable voice of his apprentice blurted.